Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Give it to me. Hi-dee-ho, boys and girls. Welcome to HR's Most Dangerous Podcast, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. On this week's show, layoffs. Layoffs? Layoffs? Layoffs at Monster. Craig in that list of his, well, he's one rich son of a gun. And we review shit from the Super Bowl. The podcast, by the way, is guaranteed to be more entertaining than the Super Bowl, by the way. Easily. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after a word from Job Ad X. This is the sound of job search. This is the sound of job search defeat. Ugh. Job search can be frustrating. Job seekers run into the same irrelevant ads, page after page before they find a match. When job seekers aren't engaged, conversions are low. Budgets are wasted. Jobs go unfilled. No one wins. But job search doesn't have to be defeating. JobEdX's Smart Search Exchange references 400 data points to select the most targeted jobs and delivers what job seekers really want to premium ad units across our network. Score! That's the sound of JobEdX's relevant results attracting a qualified candidate and filling your job faster. Find out how to improve your job advertising campaigns and increase candidate attraction and engagement by emailing us at join us at jobadx.com. Job Addicts. Together, we can save job search. Score. I really think that uh, when they talk about job search defeat, they have to remember they're on the Chad and Cheese podcast. <laughs> the dude should go, fuck. Such an asshole. <laughs> Oh, man. It is a rainy, <laughs> crappy day in Indiana. It is. Yeah, you're going to have to get your freaking uh, boat out, dude. What's your favorite rain-inspired song? Rain-inspired? I have... Song about rain. Song about rainy days and Mondays always get me down. The Carpenters. The Carpenters. Wow. Yeah. There you go, baby. I'm going to go Purple Rain. Little Purple... <laughs> <laughs> little purple badness for for a Thursday morning. <laughs> anyway, the level might be low on energy with all this rain and, and nastiness, but let's let's get to shout outs. Do it. Roy Maurer over at Sherm. Hey, buddy. Thanks for uh, suggesting the topic of recruiter ethics. That actually gave Joel and me uh, an opportunity to reach out to Jim Stroud, bring him on. And if you haven't listened to the podcast, we talk about Recruiter ethics, yeah, automation, and Jim's paranoia. I think he says duck, duck, go about 37 fucking times. Yeah, and aluminum <laughs> headgear, uh, four or five <laughs> references to that. You know, Roy, Roy is jockeying for the position of number one fanboy. And speaking of number one, we're looking for a new T-shirt. Yes. Sponsored by Emissary.ai. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got four uh, pretty good designs yeah. that users, viewers, listeners can vote for. Go to ChadCheese.com, click on our logo, and it takes you right to the voting area. I guess we're going to run that voting for about another uh, half week or week. Well, yeah, as long as we feel good about it. Yeah. If there's a clear winner, we'll close it down and, and get those shirts made. Yeah, and if it's not the one I like, we're going to keep it open for fucking ever. Exactly. Uh, shout out to Tris Reville, who uh, 
said he was dead impressed after finally getting around to listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Thanks, Tris. <laughs> and you might need some therapy, but that's a different <laughs> different discussion. Um, I'm going to go kind of uh, rapid fire here. Uh, George LaRock, Jim Stroud, and uh, Tom Kenny spacing on his name. Yeah, Tom Kenny, uh, who we we interviewed, and uh, also. Uh, Josh Wright from iSims, uh, their head mm-hmm. economist. Had, we've just been cranking out quality podcasts, and this week is, was really great. So be on the lookout for those coming up soon. But some great topics and some really smart people uh, come on our show for some reason. Yeah, well, it's nice because uh, we're knuckleheads. A uh, shout out, and this will probably probably be the only one ever. So get ready to the recruiting animal. He he actually dug up like in the web archives uh-huh. uh, our first podcasting gold moment back in 2008 when we did our very first podcast when you had to listen to it on your PC because you didn't have podcasts on your phone. Did it actually <laughs> have the old embed code on that site? It didn't. The it, the hipster the the hipster Hipcast I think hipster or, like dumped all that shit. Yeah. Hipcast, yeah. So, so uh, he couldn't listen to it. It was just there. He was just proving that uh, uh-huh. <laughs> that that uh, we had actually I think at one time. Uh, compared our show, our first shows to Recruiting Animal and uh, saying that it was less WWE style. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So was he was he dissing us or like giving us props? No, I think he's giving us props. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm going to okay. say he's giving right. us props anyway. So. I mean, he's he's very angry, so I never expect to hear anything complimentary from him. And so. he's Canadian, right? I mean, how the fuck is he? I mean, he's like the only angry Canadian. Uh, They can get angry. Trust me. <laughs> I, won't, I won't go any further than that. But they, some of them do have tempers. <laughs> Noted. Some Noted. of them hold grudges, too. But that's yes. a different story. Yes, yes, yes. So thanks also to Josh Vesley for letting us know that Indeed does, in fact, have pot jobs. Uh, or pot job listings, rather. Yes, um, as does Monster, as does ZipRecruiter, as does most of them. So, <laughs> so this is strange. So, I, I did a little bit of investigation uh-huh. because it's it's still illegal, right? It's still a federal law yeah. that pot is not legal, right? So, I went to uh, ZipRecruiter. Um, I went to Indeed, although they didn't reply. Shocker, yeah. and then Monster, and yes, they they all post pot jobs. And they don't huh. they don't have a policy against it. But then I asked, okay, well, if I'm in Nevada and want to advertise, you know, my brothel for like escort <laughs> positions, no, I'm I'm being serious, right? Like it's yeah. it's legal in Nevada. Yeah, it is. But it's federally illegal. So technically I should be able to post my prostitution job wherever it's it's legal based on what their uh-huh. reply was. But they do not uh, they do not advertise prostitution jobs on these job sites. So it's a little bit of a double standard where, you know, they're having their cake on the weed side, but then protecting their ass <laughs> pun intended on the prostitution <laughs> side. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to, this. I'm interested in this. I'm going to, I'm going to try to call the feds or somebody and say like, why is it legal for them to post uh, pot jobs on their websites and see if I can get an answer, but they all do it dude, and they all have legal teams that say it's okay. So something in the law mm-hmm. makes it okay. Although I think it's a little bit of a, a double standard things that make you go. Hmm. Yeah. You're digging deep there, man. So did you see this Fortnite like 
concert that happened like last week or what have you. They're like over a million people showed up for a concert at Fortnite. Did you see this? I saw the story. Uh, I'm not on Fortnite. My son is addicted. Um, so I uh-huh. see him today. I'm going to ask him, like, did he go or did he hear about it? Fortnite is genius. Yeah. My son's spending his allowance money on stupid shit, <laughs> virtual stuff. Um, but yeah. this concert was genius, right? Like, so you're selling, I guess they sold sponsorships to the concert. People attended. Yes. And then they fought each other after the concert was over or something. But like this whole virtual second life version 2.0 or whatever is pretty cool. So I don't, I saw the story. I think it's cool, but I don't know a ton about it. It's very ready player one ish. Right. Which is really cool. But so I threw out there was like, cool, we should do like something on uh, Fortnite with Chad and cheese and Birch over at uh, text recruit. He said uh, he wants us to have a Fortnite battle royale, which uh, would be really cool because we could have startups literally fight each other in Fortnite. (laughs) Considering our audience, the number of people who would actually understand that and get it would be pretty low. We are branching out, my friend. However, virtual virtual battles against uh, startups in our industry is a pretty cool idea. I do, I do like it. Yeah. And and by the way, uh, Ready Player One was virtual reality, which you hate on. So the fact that you said that means you secretly love virtual reality. I, I secretly love virtual reality. I just don't love uh, the thought of putting on goggles and looking like an f- idiot while doing it. Hey, we're all going to look like idiots. It's all good. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Qu- are you done with shout outs? I'm done with shout outs. And it was a nice segue okay. actually to talk about video games because we're going to go into the Super Bowl and talk about some of the ads that we, uh, we liked around employment. So, so kind of, sort of. Uh-huh. Kind of, sort of. So, so I give I give you props. Uh, your prediction on the score was closer than mine, but uh, yeah, congratulations. I think your prediction of fourteen to twenty eight was closer than my thirty one to thirty five prediction. And I thought fourteen to twenty eight was just it, I, I was trying to go lower yep. than yours. Yeah, you were playing the uh, the Price Is Right game. <laughs> <laughs> And that was just, it was fucking horrible. And and the ads, for the most part, were horrible as well. Um, we do have a couple that we wanted to talk about that, you know, that, that, that are from companies that are now in our industry. Uh, but yeah, the ad, that was horrible. That was literally horrible. It made me not want to watch football for a, a, a while. I don't believe that. But... Yes, I would agree that the ads were pretty forgettable. I did like the uh, the Tom Brady handing Baker Mayfield his rings and saying, hold these for me <laughs> was pretty good. But uh, there are a few ads that, that were on the line of uh, sort of employment related-ish and some that were yeah. definitely directly employment related, related-ish. Let's start with Microsoft. You have some uh, strong feelings about that one. Well, I mean, we're seeing more of these pull at your heartstrings commercials lately. And Microsoft in this commercial grabs those strings, yanks them out of your, your heart, out of your chest <laughs> with the we all win commercial, which, which stars kids with disabilities. Really cool. One of the dads right out of the gate says, you know, playing video games is his son's way of interacting with his friends because he can't physically interact, go out and play frisbee or, or, or football or what have you. Um, but playing video games with their friends makes kids happy. I mean, I remember when when I had my the Atari or hell back in, in Pong days, <laughs> dude, friends would come over, 
fantastic. We would fucking love it, dude. But these kids, the, the regular controllers just didn't work for them. So mm-hmm. one of the kids actually said, you know, I never thought it was unfair that these controllers really didn't work for us. I just thought that it's the way that it was yep. and that it would never change. Then here comes the heartstrings moment. Then they start unboxing the Microsoft adaptive controllers and all the kids are like, wait, you mean you actually thought of us like they're not outsiders mm-hmm. anymore. And, and, and from that standpoint, you know, as we take a look at this as human beings and as we take a look at this as human resources, you know, this is a strong message that accommodations should be universal for everybody and uh, to make it easier for individuals with disabilities to actually get get jobs to be able to do whatever we do um, just makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. And and they did this with kids, which obviously just pulls at you pretty hard. Yeah, of course, my snarky ass thought, you know, every 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 level of ability should be able to sit on the couch and get fat. But (laughs) we already have enough of that because my kid plays nonstop and it destroys me anyway. (laughs) I love these commercials, although they weren't employment related specifically. I think that obviously people like working for companies that do good. Yes. And we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in another segment on the show. But you talk about millennials and we do a lot on the show and how much they want to make a difference. They want to work for something that means, you know, something bigger than themselves. And these ads aren't directly, you know, recruiting related, but people want to work for companies that are doing good things. Um, and indirectly, this that. is a great uh, recruiting video, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you can get behind that brand. I mean, who who's looking at it and saying, oh, they're doing stuff for individuals with disabilities? I mean, nobody's doing that. They're like, dude, that's cool shit. Yeah, like I want to be a part of that. Yeah, exactly. So that, I, I agree. And that's in that from my standpoint, your brand is your employment brand. I, I don't believe that there is an quote unquote employment brand per se. Mm-hmm. Your brand, this. That what you saw in that video, that was your fucking employment brand. Yeah. A little bit like it reminded me of the uh, the Audi commercial uh, a couple of years ago where the, oh, the guy's dude. daughter is is doing the soapbox race. Yeah. And like, what am I supposed to tell my daughter? You know, and, and uh, mm-hmm. you and I both have daughters. I'm, I'm choking up here as I'm thinking about it. But like, yeah. I want to do some some good for the world and, and my employer should be, you know, a, a vessel to do that. Yeah. The other ad that we wanted to talk about uh, was it was great because my uh, my neighbor across the street was in the Navy um, and he came over for some beers and food and to watch the game. And uh, uh-huh. this is the, the Google uh, vet jobs ad that came on. They start showing these numbers these sequences of numbers and I as a not military guy have no idea what these numbers mean. Yep. And my neighbor's like, oh yeah, that's Navy. Like, oh yeah, that's such and such. And he like gets it. So anyone that I assume anyone that's in the military automatically saw that and said military and they connected with it. Yeah. So as he's saying that, I'm thinking, oh shit, I bet this is the Google uh, vet job search ad. So sure enough, it is. Um, and I thought it was it was brilliant in that it connected with military people and not like the outsider. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of that, you know, we speak that secret language that only military people speak. Yeah. And then obviously most people have a military person in their life. So it connected on that level. Um, again, Google's doing good. They're helping vets get jobs. So you have that yep. sort of social good uh, theme as well. And by the way, they also advertise in that segment, like you can search for jobs on Google. Yes. Yes. Two points carried very far on that. Number one, this is great 
fucking PR. Who doesn't love freedom in our veterans, right? Hell yeah, Google. <laughs> Hell yeah, right? Hell fuck yeah. And then number two, there's slow rolling promotion that Google now does job search, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not just getting into it and say, find a job on Google. They're like, they're they're doing it behind a brand that everybody's like, oh yeah, that's kick ass. That mm-hmm. is freaking awesome. Oh, wait a minute. You, you can look for jobs on Google. So they're starting, it looks like they're starting to kind of slow roll this thing, yep. which is really cool. We could have a whole segment on, uh, you know, the, the the military occupation code crossover and how that actually works and if it's worth a shit and whatnot, but uh-huh. we're not going to get into that. Yeah. And I also think anyone who is suspicious that Google isn't serious about this whole jobs thing, you know, drop in two and a half mil or whatever it is for a 30 second spot in the commercial or in the Super Bowl who should convince you otherwise. And by the way, Google doesn't advertise historically that much unless it's Android or some big sort of projects or so the fact that they did it for jobs, right. uh, part of their search functionality was pretty special for people that are watching Google. Amazing PR and amazing way to start to slow roll a promotion of, hey, guess what, motherfuckers? Yeah, we're doing job search. So another another ad that was uh, very subtly employment related, uh, you might not have even mm-hmm. remembered seeing it was for Bumble, the the dating oh, yeah. app uh, starring Serena Williams. Yeah. It was a pretty good ad. Yeah. And then at yeah. the end, it showed all the different Bumble, um, I don't know, services. Uh, so Bumble, the dating yeah. app is obviously the most well-known but they have Bumble BFF where you can just make friends with people and not have sex with them, I guess, <laughs> or try to have sex with them. And then they have Bumble Biz, which has been promoted as a LinkedIn competitor, although it hasn't gotten a lot of it hasn't got a lot of buzz. See what I did there? It, it was advertised. So very, very quickly and subtly, uh, Bumble Biz, a LinkedIn competitor, was advertised on the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, Bumble trying to push all these different kind of like systems of women's networking and kind of controlling who they actually connect with, which I, I think is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens on the on the actual job side of the house. I'm I'm not I'm not very bullish on that. Well, the the problem with Bumble Biz is like the number of married or men in a relationship who will join this site is there's a ceiling because I'm not going to get caught with my wife with Bumble on my phone, <laughs> even if it is Biz. I'm going to be in deep trouble, and I'm sure I'm not alone on that. Oh, yeah. No, I never even thought of that because I never thought of even joining it. However, something I won't get in trouble being on is Sovereign.com. Let's hear a quick word from them and Mm. we'll talk about layoffs. Layoffs? Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. Although I think your wife at this point would probably be pretty suspicious because uh, you keep listening to this uh, commercial over and over. Oh, it's sovereign. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
the sexy voice at Sovereign. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be in we're yeah. gonna be in Austin soon, and we're gonna try to to meet the uh, mysterious voice behind the Sovereign ads. That's not that's not the whole intent. I'd love to be able to get uh, with obviously the entire the so, the, oh, the Sovereign team, crew sure. and have some yeah. bourbon. God, you got to get better at this. I am awesome at this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm really awesome at reporting uh, layoffs in our industry. So uh, yesterday, word started to sprinkle in the morning that Monster was uh, was laying off some folks. Um, we here in Indianapolis have some a Monster office, uh, so it hit here pretty quickly, and word spread uh, from there. I reached out uh, to the company to our friend Kate Rambo uh, over at PR there. So she was really accommodating with yep. uh, information. Um, basically, uh, on a global level, Monsters laying off approximately 5% of their workforce. It's pretty typical that, you know, new CEO, new executives come in, you know, they, they sort of get a lay of the land, and then they figure out who can we fire, who do we need to fire? You know, how do we cut some fat? How do we refocus? Mm-hmm. So I think on one end, you could say that that's what Monster's doing. I mean, 5% isn't a draconian, you know, cut uh, in the company. Um, but some people are pointing to a lack of innovation, um, a lack of uh, moving fast enough or having maybe uh, mismanaged expectations from the executive side versus the employee side. In other words, the executives are talking about redefining resumes and uh, video, you know, Instagram for jobs and the people in the trenches. It's like sell, 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 yeah, uh, sell the job posting, sell the products. And there's sort of a disconnect. So um, this may be more epidemic to a bigger problem. I guess we'll wait and see. Monster was acquired by Ronstadt in August of 2016. Then executive heads rolled. They have new fresh yep. faces in, including a new CEO. And, you know, the cool thing for them is they they have inherited a major recruitment industry brand, right? Yep. Not to mention there's a ton of technology that's in the closet from acquisitions over the years like Trovix, Jobber, Goziak, Talent Ben, and, and there's even more. And that sounds like a perfect opportunity on its face, right? But a good amount of that, I, I would assume, actually comes with a shit ton of technical debt and actually trying to get products rolled out. And um, from my standpoint, you know, from the outside looking in, all we've seen is we've seen kind of like a refresh of the search and and a de-NASCAR-izing yeah. <laughs> of the platform. That's one thing, right? Oh, yeah, we kicked our ads out, which means revenue, number one. Let's put mm-hmm. that out there. That means revenue. But it, it, it's a better UI, better UX, but still they're kicking revenue out. Then... Really, the only big thing that we've heard is this the video par- partnership with Video My Jobs, yeah. um, which I think is cool, but this is an added value. So they are sinking time and money into something that's going to be an added value. Once again, that's revenue that they have to get back yep. on retention, creating a stickier product and hoping. I mean, this is a, what I see here is a gamble hoping that people use this because adoption is a bitch. Yep. They're getting their jobs fed into the system via XML feed in most cases. Now somebody's going to have to go in, create a video and plunk it into the job that's already into the system, right? So there, there's an extra step that has to happen in a system outside of what they're already touching anyway. That's hard, man. So will, will video kill the job board star? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a that's a good buggles. Uh, I've thought for a long time um, that Monster uh, has a knife in a gunfight, 
and that they're they're trying to you know leverage the brand that they that they still kind of enjoy the traffic and uh, the, I'm sure the resumes and email blasts that they still send out on a regular basis. Yeah. But from an innovation standpoint, to compete against Google, LinkedIn, Indeed, etc., um, I just think it's it's a losing battle. And I think you know partnering with folks to provide uh, technology <clears throat> is probably just again it's just not enough. Too little, too late, if you will. You know, we talked to them at HR Tech, and they talked about you know having an app store similar to you know the, the iPhone or the i you know the iTunes store where people can make apps right. on top of Monster, and that's all very cool stuff. And I think that would be very good for their brand and very good for their um, you know engagement and traffic and all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> but we you know we haven't seen it. And granted, uh, HR Tech was in October, yes, uh, so less than six months ago. So you got to give them some time. But yeah, I would certainly like to see more innovation rolled out more quickly. Uh, the studio's product was beta uh, since October, I guess. No, it's this just, week. This week. It just but rolled it started out. in beta, right? So it's been in beta for a while. No, it hasn't. It just launched. They made the announcement in October. It went beta this week with 120 companies. Because when we interviewed them, didn't they say they had 100 companies using it? No, it went beta this week with the actual, okay. the All very right. first uh, video going into a job on the Monster platform this week. And it was for a Monster compliance job. So, I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, that that's a that's a pretty long window. Uh, yeah. And from an anticipation standpoint, a market anticipation standpoint, it's like, OK, great. What's it going to cost? How can I buy it? And it's like, well, yeah. it's free. It's going to be added value. OK, how how do I use it? Well, guess what? It's 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 months later. Um, but back to the back to the layoffs piece. I mean, if you think of it just from a timing standpoint, budgeting happens latter part of the year. Everything's kind of shored up the the, the first part of the year. Last year, I I have to check my numbers, but I don't think Monster hit their 2018 numbers. I think this is these these hundred plus individuals are affording Monster a little more runway. But yeah. the problem is the problem is for me the only product that I see that they have out there is this new Monster Studios product, mm -hmm. and. That's for 2019. What else are they going to launch in 2019? Well, we'll have to product see. Wise. <laughs> I, dude, I don't think they have anything. Uh, I think your skepticism is is certainly well warranted. If it took them that long to launch a video product that they've actually partnered with someone that's actually you know already done it. Yeah, they didn't have to build it. It's more or less an integration play than an actual building play. Uh -huh. You know, to to roll out an app store. Uh, seems really, really uh, aggressive. You've got tech like Trovix that's matching, right? It, either that is like old semantic search that shit and they just scrapped it or what have you, but they have all these different things. And, and if they can't use what's in the closet, they still have to partner to be able to innovate because it mm -hmm. has to happen and they don't have the cash that they used to. And Ronstad, very focused on the EBITDA, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as you know. They're looking at freaking margins, dude. So right now, here's here's my only thing. Mm -hmm. They've got to generate revenue. The only way they can generate revenue is to be able to put products out there that will excite the market, right? And this added value to a product that they already have, I don't know if that's it. But to be quite frank, I think that's the only horse they have in the race right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, Randstad better than I do because you work there, but I'm guessing that, you know, like big, bold acquisitions aren't, aren't on the playbook at this time. Not for Monster. 
Yeah. So it's not like they can go innovate by buying innovation. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be a pretty big play. And and a side note, I mean, Linda Gallipo, who was the CEO of Ronstad North America, she is a power player mm-hmm. and she just left a few months ago. So, I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. It's more coincidence. But uh, it's it's really it's an interesting story that uh, that's starting to be pieced together uh, from that side. And we'll be here to continue reporting on it. Amen, brother. Uh, well, someone not hurting for money. Uh, uh, Craig. Uh, aim, aim group. Yeah, Craig. So th- this story just uh, it impresses me as much as it baffles me. Yes. So Craigslist, everyone knows listening to this, uh, started in the mid 90s. I think they're 20 eight years old or some shit like that mm-hmm. now um, start as a, an email list for Craig Newmark, uh, a nerdy kind of dude from San Francisco or in San Francisco. And it grew into this just crazy successful classified site. They charge between like $5 and $75 for, for job postings and listing your rental or asking for services at home. Uh, anyway, aim group who has been, um, reporting on Craigslist forever, mm-hmm. uh, talks about the revenue that they make. And AIM Group basically goes in and looks at how many listings, and they probably conservatively get to a number uh, for annual revenue that mm-hmm. Craigslist comes to. And right. this is the first year that Craigslist surpassed the $1 billion mark in their history. So, you know, that's a ton of money for a 50-person company. They're not a nonprofit, even yeah. though they have a .org at the end of their name. Uh-huh. Um, they've taken no venture capital. I mean, Craig, like, I don't know what they're doing with all this money, but it's a ton of money that they're just stashing away between Craig and their, um, uh, I think Buckmaster is the uh, the, the COO. Mm-hmm. Basically, Craig got sick of managing it, so he gave a big <laughs> chunk of the company to this guy. So between those two, like, you think of the money that they're making, it's just ridiculous. If they spend $100 million a year in servers and legal shit and employees, I mean, they're still banking $900 million a year. It's crazy. I, I tell you what's crazy. Go to Craigslist. It hasn't changed. Not much. It hasn't changed, dude. It is. It looks like a site literally from the late 90s. Uh, I mean, it, it hasn't changed. And it's just simple. Yeah. And, and just really easy to use. Uh, you put your stuff out there, people use it. I mean, it, it baffles me that Facebook hasn't engulfed all this revenue. Well, they're going to try and they will get a piece of it. You know, yes. what I talked to um, uh, Peter Zolman over at, over at AIM and, and uh, you know, the report that they did, it's, it's really good, really well done. But Craigslist traffic continues to go down. Like year over year, the traffic gets lower, but the revenues get higher mm-hmm. because they can charge for stuff that they didn't before, or the traffic is more quality than you know it was before. Uh, the listings are more real because you're charging more money. Like people won't spam as much if it's paid or if you pay to put listings on. So uh-huh. the, the traffic continues to go down, but the money continues to go up. So it's it's a very it's just an interesting story because it's literally just it was it's like fifty people in a in a you know a low rent. Uh, San Francisco place. I think Craig, uh, what Peter told me is he has a home in New York and a home in San Francisco. So it's not like he's living, you know, the thug life with yachts in Fiji or anything. (laughs) So man, I would attribute a lot of their, their traffic fall from them actually wiping out the personal ads on the site. Those are gone. Those are gone. Right. uh, 2010, uh, like every escort prostitution, whatever ad, 
was gone. And I think part of back to the why weed is okay, but prostitution isn't, is yeah. there was a law passed that you couldn't advertise online for services like escorts. It's not just that they're not allowed to, to advertise in the personals. The the whole personals is gone. Yeah. Now. I mean, they just wiped it out. They said, well, fuck this. We're not messing with it. And, and some of it, some of it actually had to do with human trafficking and things that were, that were happening on Craigslist. Yeah. And I'm sure that's a ton of traffic as well as money. But if you get rid of that, you know, that aspect of your site, people feel more comfortable going to it. They feel more comfortable spending money on it. Yep. So they're a huge winner. I mean, when we talk about Dice and Career Builder and Monster, these guys yep. like Craigslist is just chugged along, grown organically, uh, done it right. And by the way, the site being almost all text aside from, you know, photos selling stuff, like it's super fast. Search engines love it. Like going mobile was a big innovation at Craigslist. <laughs> It's interesting because going from Craigslist to something entirely different and we we don't think is being mm -hmm. incredibly innovative, but it, it seems to be because it's drawing a lot of users. Yeah. Uh, Slack. And, money. and and now they have yeah money and they have uh, a new competitor, which is called Mattermost. Now you posted about this. Tell us about who, who is Mattermost. Yep. So you and I have always... I think talked about how ridiculous Slack is because it's messaging. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's fancy messaging. You have groups and teams and however they want to play it, but it's essentially just text going back and forth between people. I've been doing that on chats and texting and stuff for a long time. So I look at this industry a little bit like blogging uh, 15, 20 years ago. So if you wanted to blog or publish stuff online uh, back in the early 2000s, uh, you had to use a service like TypePad, Blogger, et cetera, mm -hmm. and you usually paid, you know, 10, 20 bucks a month to put your stuff out there and publish it. And then right. WordPress came along and said, we're open source, we're free, uh, just download us and you're good to go. So then it was like, okay, so what is TypePad's real differentiator? There really wasn't one. So people mm -hmm. migrated to WordPress because it was free. Yep. And you had like apps and plugins and people were developing stuff for it, you know, for free. So it was a matter, it was only a matter of time before Slack. We're going to start seeing free options. Uh, Mattermost, who got $20 million uh, this month, it's a free open source messaging app just like Slack and uh, companies like Uber are using it. They mentioned a few other big names, but ultimately I think this is bad for Slack because it becomes a commodity and what really, what really separates you from anything else. Um, maybe they're banking on it being, you know, their app store and developing on Slack. Maybe they're going to be more and more competitive with Microsoft and have, you know, office products, or maybe they'll have like job postings or a way to hire uh, through Slack or do HR, you know, benefits and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's going to be a tough market for Slack. Uh, they need to innovate. They're going to go public, so they'll have money. But we're going to see a lot more free options to to plug in a messaging app for your workforce. Uh, smaller companies will adopt this stuff, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for Slack. But I, I tend to think it won't be a good thing. Yeah. So Teams obviously is kicking ass and taking names because it's a part of Microsoft and Facebook too. Uh, yeah, so it, we're just waiting for somebody to gobble these fuckers up. <laughs> We've been waiting for two years, and it hasn't happened. Unless, uh, unless nope. it's the eleventh hour, somebody's going to back up the Brinks truck. These guys are going to go public, and uh, we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of messaging, wow. uh, let's hear a quick word from Canvas, and uh, we'll talk about 
geez, all kinds of good stuff about employee retention and recruiting. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Dude, you need to chill on the bitmojis in like business type emails. It's cute when you send it to me one to one, but man, when you have just a big list of professional people and you no, throw dude. off bitmojis, it's really embarrassing. I uh, it's hard for me to associate with someone like that. They love it. They love every dude. Our our logo is like a couple of Charlie Brown <laughs> figures. For God's sakes, Jesus! I mean, come on. Dude, you remember when Walmart was like the Death Star, destroying middle America, destroying the mom and pop businesses? Uh Thankfully, Amazon came along to take that mantra from them, I guess. And Walmart is like (laughs) saving middle America. Uh, Our first story was uh, today. We talked about them recently with with truckers and paying them more and giving them all love. Uh, So now Walmart is loving on their current employees with paid time off paid sick days. Walmart just may save middle America. Yeah. So 48 hours of paid time. I mean, we're talking about, you know, obviously a lot of uh, part-timers, 25% on quarterly bonuses for spotless attendance. I mean, so they're, what they're saying is, hey, look, if you don't have to take the time, then obviously that goes toward bonuses and those types of things. So they have incentives that are on there. But yeah, take a look at the job market. It, yes, is is Walmart doing this out of the goodness of their heart? Probably not. I mean, they're they're paying truckers more because they want to uh, they want to suck all the oxygen out of the actual market. They want all the truckers, you know, fuck you, Amazon, get your drones ready, right? Yeah, um, that's exactly what it is. And what they're doing here is they know that they have to do more to be able to retain in a very, very, very tight labor market. So yes, is this smart for them? I I, I agree 100%. I don't know if they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart. Well, goodness is good recruiting. 20 minutes <laughs> from here is a town called Greenwood, Indiana. Greenwood, Indiana uh, is building a literally almost a Death Star looking uh, warehouse for Amazon. Uh, Where do you think they're going to try to get employees? Walmart, right? Like like Amazon is going to hire a bunch of people and Walmart needs to fight that by keeping these folks at Walmart. Competition's good, man. There's no question. Um, and I've said on several podcasts that we shop at, at, at Walmart for, for groceries uh-huh. because they have that whole pickup thing. You do your shopping online, you roll up, they put the food in, and you don't have to actually go shop, right? I mean, and, and that's amazing. And and that was obviously uh, a direct response to, to, to Amazon being able to deliver food to your front door. Um, so yeah, no, I know I see that happening. The thing that gets me though is, is the whole 
economics of the the wage thing um you know it's it's almost like companies like walmart are starting to understand to just starting that more money in the economy uh gives the u.s more spending power which means we can buy more shit and in this case it'd be buy more shit at walmart right so i mean it just from my standpoint i've never understood we don't need to raise wages because those raising of the wages actually does great for the economy overall it boast bolsters the economy and this is this is not government forced right this is a company saying we're going to pay more to keep our best talent in the door and we'll see how they act when the economy and the actual job market starts to loosen up that is when you will see the real character of these You'll organizations see the, the yellow smiley face turn frowny all of a sudden <laughs> with a with a shank in its hand well speaking of bad pr uh facebook has had its its uh, bout with uh you know government and privacy and all kinds of good stuff uh so they're trying to they're taking a little different tact with their employees in that uh, it was announced or reported this week that they're giving bonuses based on doing social good. There are employees who have left, and I'm sure right now actually contemplating leaving because of the stupid shit that Facebook has done. They've covered up. They def- they've deflected. Um, and they don't want to be a part of a brand like that, right? We we're talking about Microsoft earlier. We we're talking about Google earlier, actually trying to get that brand moving forward. I think this is an attempt to be able to do that. Hey, go out, do your thing, you know, social good. We're all about it. You know, I think again, this is just a, a PR play. Um, but you know, if it helps them, then good for them. Previous uh, bonuses and whatnot were tied to, you know, performance like it usually is, Yeah. Uh, such as yeah. user growth, right? Are we adding users, et cetera? I'm not sure how they're going to measure how many Facebook employees in Facebook t-shirts were out building home, you know, habitat for humanity houses. Hopefully for Facebook, this whole like do good and, and make, you know, commissions and bonuses will work out. But um, I don't know. It sounds kind of like black magic to me. We take a look at their actions moving forward, especially um, in things that matter. Some of these gov- governmental processes and, and being able to kick quote unquote fake news or dif- disinformation campaigns to the curb. Uh, that's one piece, not to mention also kick out all these fake accounts. You know, if they were getting bonuses on all these fucking fake accounts that were being created, then I mean, no wonder, no wonder they stopped that shit. Yeah, like make some, make some new filters for fake news or make like, yeah, do some good tech around that stuff. And we'd be a lot happier than social good, whatever that means. <laughs> that's a good point. Social, social good. good. So our third story of uh, employer retention and recruitment goes to Unum. Unum. They're betting that their workforce will pass on time off or vacation days mm-hmm. for payment towards student loans. They afford 28 days a year, which is is Very more. Generous. Yeah, which is more than the <sighs> usual, right? So it's up to five days uh, that they'll allow cash in. And yeah, I mean, if if you really don't need those days and you're the type of person who has days left over, um, then yeah. And as a matter of fact, if you do and you don't have college debt or you don't have a kid who has college debt, um, then shit, they should allow you to actually push that to somebody else, you know? So apparently the average uh, debt Student debt right now is at around thirty two thousand dollars. Yeah, the uh, the max that you can get from this Unum benefit uh, is twelve hundred dollars uh, per year. 
So mm-hmm. if my math is right, you just have to work at Enum for about 33 <laughs> years to pay off that student debt. So get get tucked yeah. in, boys and girls, because you're going to be in for the long haul. Yeah. I think companies, uh, the ones that are actually looking at paying off debt or actually paying for school to be able to help their employees really close that skills gap, that's going to be incredibly important. Uh, this is kind of like nickel and diming but shit i mean it's better than nothing uh but but uh but but corporate america i mean we really need to focus on these skills gaps issues that we've had for over a decade um whether it's in the blue collar side whether it's on the white collar development side or whatever it might be we can't wait for government to actually come up with programs to do this shit we and not to mention these employees are the ones that are making profit for you Mm -hmm. so why the fuck is the government doing this in the first place right um, you should be focused on that. And that should be job one, because if you don't have the right talent, you're not going to be able to get the product out the door or the code launched or what have you. That should be the focus. We agree. Now, I will add that Unum should like increase the number the longer time you're at the company. Yeah. I think that's all we got, man. We out. We out. I'm Cole Cheeseman and Ryan's with Joel Cheeseman. So my dad can easily remember who I am. Thanks for listening to my dad and his follicly challenged friend, Chad. Make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google, 8-Track Cassette Tapes, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. And be sure to support our sponsors, because if you don't, I'll be angry. You don't like me when I'm angry. Such an asshole! The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.